and get up early for my job that I hate for one last time. Woo-woo! And really just phone it in as much as I possibly can. Like, I'm um, surprised you're even going. I've known people who are like, I'm quitting and I'm taking all of my vacation time. Mostly because my manager is so cool. If he ever quit, that entire place would probably just catch on fire spontaneously and everyone <laughs> would die. Combust. What is wrong with me? Is that your intro? No. <laughs> <laughs> How lazy do you think my intro is? Listen, it's been a while. I don't know. I wrote it down. It's not going to be that bad. Welcome, listeners. And prepare to die of fun. (laughs) And bad dad jokes. This is Supernatural. You're so stupid. I'm your spiraling descent into madness. And this is my radio that only plays Huey Lewis in the news, Sarah. Hello. <laughs> I, for some reason, I thought Huey Lewis in the news sounded funnier than Asia. Those it, are the only two songs in this episode. <laughs> it, it works. It tracks. Yeah. Because I don't like the band, but I think it sounds funny. <laughs> it does sound funny. <laughs> the actual name of it. Even though it's a guy's name. It's His the and the didn't love him. Well, no, it's the and the news that just sounds like like what why is that? That's the worst band name I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't know, Hootie and the Blowfish. Like, I would like you that. Be and the Blowfish. <laughs> I love that he's just like at one point he was like, my name's not Hootie, and now he's just like, fuck it, I'm Ho- Hootie, I don't care. <laughs> my name's Darius. No, you hootie. You hootie. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, we uh, there's news in the amongst the fandom, and Sarah brought it up to me before, and I was like, "We'll talk. We'll talk about it." So okay. So so everyone thought that Misha came out as bisexual because he made a joke? Question mark. Um, where he said, where are my extroverts at? Where are my bisexuals at? Where are my introverts at? And then he says, he's all three. Uh, and everybody took that to mean that he was bisexual, because why would you not think that that's right. what he meant? Um, and apparently, a couple days later, he came, uh, he backtracked on that sentiment. Mm-hmm. And uh, flat out said, like, no, I'm straight, but I am an ally. Um and I have some feelings about this. Um, a, I try not to like speculate about celebrities' sexualities too much because it's just kind of icky. You don't want to be that guy that um, either stereotypes someone as a certain sexuality just by the way they act or something like that you don't want to be that guy but you also don't want to be that guy that outs somebody before they're ready Mm -hmm. so both of those are bad camps to be in so I try not to speculate I was really happy when I heard the first news a lot of people were yeah because you know welcome to the fold the bisexual fold (laughs) but um when I heard that backtrack I was just like 
I wasn't disappointed. I was confused. Yeah, it was. I'm not bisexual, so I can't speak from that point of view. I will say that. But it just, it was almost like you should have, like, at this point, he should have known better. Like, he's always been very accepting of the LGBTQ plus community within the fandom. Very open. And, I mean, he's the one who's been, like, straight out, yeah, and this is spoilers for the end of the series. Uh, I'm just putting it out there. Castiel. When do we was, not spoil the end of the series? Castiel was expressing romantic love. Like, he was pushing for that. And so it's just like, I, I believe that he's very sorry for how it happened. But it's also like, but should you have said that? Here's the thing. I've seen what he said. I've seen the clip. I seen. Ugh, I saw the clip in question. It wasn't a joke. Even if you're, I don't know. It, it uh, there's. Like I it feel like it. there's. I feel like there's something else going on here because what he said. If he's not coming out as bisexual, if he does, if he really isn't, what he said doesn't make any sense at all yeah not even as like an in bad taste joke i feel because it's not it's not really a a, like you know people will tell like you know homophobic jokes or something and or something in bad taste and they're like oh i'm so sorry i need to be more sensitive and that's what he said essentially it was like but i was like i don't feel like that's what he did so that amounts to what he did was just weird as fuck yeah and i don't understand it it was at a convention and so what i don't understand what i don't know is like was he like speaking at a panel sort of deal was he just hey editing kylie here uh i know sarah's been giving me crap for doing these but um i just wanted to put out there that uh since we had this discussion i learned that what misha was talking about was actually introversion and extroversion something to that effect he was not asked specifically about his sexuality in any way he brought it up all on his own and it was a like a q a so i just wanted to clear that up so it was very strange, and yeah, it, it did come off as a joke, but to your point, it was just a very strange thing to do if you're not actually, like, meaning what you're saying. Yeah, and the, the weirdness of it is that I'm just, like, what he said, like I said, I don't see it as a tasteless or an insensitive joke. I don't even see it as a joke, really. Yeah. Um, But... I can't imagine any of my straight friends even thinking to say something like that. They just wouldn't. It wouldn't occur in their heads that they would say that because they're like, I'm straight. I obviously I just like and that's just who I am and that's fine. But it wouldn't occur to them to say something like that because it's just not true. Yeah. (laughs) It was so strange. And then. The whole weekend, like, from a social media perspective, because that's how where I was getting it, and the whole event felt strange because, like, the week before, or a couple days before, like, We Love You, Jared, was trending on Twitter, and we could, I couldn't get an answer as to why, and then I found out it was because he pulled out. Well, apparently, I found out during the weekend, he was in, like, a nearly fatal car accident. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, because 
Jensen was like, oh, yeah, he was in a car accident and he almost died. And I was like, way to just casually, like, put that out there. Like, it came from Jensen. It never even came from Jared. Like, I don't think, like, his team or whatever didn't put out a statement. Like, it just felt like news was coming out very strangely from this convention. Okay. Like, do I you not have Jared... anymore because you're not on Supernatural? Like, what is happening? They're just, like, they're out of the corral now, just, just milling around in the whatever they want. town. <laughs> Wreaking havoc. Thankfully, he's doing okay, but it just felt like all this random stuff was happening during this whole convention. It was so weird. That is weird. I actually hadn't heard of any of that. I, I all right. <laughs> I mean, we bring it up because this is a supernatural podcast, but I, I really, I honestly don't know what to do with any of this information. Right. I just, it's just gonna sit in my head and vex me for the rest of like, my life. I feel very unsettled. Like, just like it's I don't. Like... The apology was fine, but it didn't make me feel any better. You know. It was just... Just the way it came out and what he said, what he said initially and the, I don't know, apology slash explanation that came later, it all just reads very strange to me. Like something, Mm -hmm. something happened. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but something happened. So I'm going to go back to my, my general, like, all right, he's straight. That's good. Good for him. Good go, for him. Go, go with God. Um, I just, go be straight. Like, I I mean, yeah, I just, I don't, something happened. I don't know what it is. And it's going to haunt me for the rest of my days. So, yeah, I just, it's funny to bring it up because I just don't even know what to say about it. Because, yeah, what happened? What happened here? Like, what you what hope was, it was even the point of any of it? You hope it was a miracle, but it probably wasn't. <laughs> I don't know why. I just got John Mulaney jokes coming out of me. <laughs> okay, it's almost nine, Sarah. What are we watching today? We are watching episode 11 of season three, Mystery Spot. While Sam and Dean are investigating the disappearance of a man from a tourist location, Dean is shot and killed. That's all it says. That's all. Like I'm done. That's all it says. <laughs> like also, fantastic, fantastic. Way to just be like Dean dies in this episode. I mean, that's all he does in this episode. All yes. right. Um. All right. Uh, this episode first aired uh, February 14th, Valentine's Day in 2008. Uh, the uh, director was Kim Manners. Um, the writer was. Jeremy Carver. I just wrote Carver, and the first thing that came to mind was Carver Edland, which is the name of a character in the show. I like him as a writer. Kim is either fantastic or terrible, so well, I and think fantastic that... in this episode. Um, I was going to say, unless something that we're both forgetting is terrible in this episode, this is a pretty fantastic episode. <laughs> unless we've really blocked something out. Um, yeah. And the, yes, and IMDb agrees with us, the uh, score on IMDb is 9.4. Holy cow. Pretty pretty fucking high. So so let's watch this shit. Cause we prattled on for far too fucking long. We haven't talked in a while. I'm gonna be uh I'm gonna be straight with you, Sarah. I don't love this song. <laughs> well, that really sucks for you. <laughs>
I do love that little dance, though. That's adorable. That's clear. That was very much a Jensen dance. I mean, yeah. What is? Isn't that your toothpaste? Do you guys share toothpaste? Why don't you have your own toothpaste? Why are you smiling? That is. I I'm I'm gonna talk about it. Okay. What a dumbass. (laughs) Leave the bra. Take the gun. Isn't there a mystery spot up in the UP? Or upper is, or northern Michigan? There is one outside of St. Ignace, which I tried to talk my mom into going to when I was a child, and I was really mad that she wouldn't take us to it, and now I understand why she wouldn't take us to it. <laughs> well, I don't even know why. Just because you were... It sucks or something? Yeah. I mean, they go to the mystery spot. It's just bullshit. I've never been to the mystery spot. Because they're bullshit. I was going to say we should go to it, but never mind. <laughs> they're tourist traps. Yeah, and? All right. Why don't you take the desk apart? It probably doesn't come apart. I mean, nobody carved that out of a single trunk of a tree. You Some of it has to come apart. You don't know world's most expensive and least eco-friendly desk then i'm gonna admit i know about this episode but i've forgotten like the details of this episode i forgot that it started out like this like everyone knows all the stuff that comes after this opening but like not like this no a rusty nail is gonna take you out in about 12 years stop it i don't know why but there was something about that i didn't like it was his face. It was both their faces. I don't like what Jensen did either. <laughs> Could you lean down to the sink a little bit more? I think I you just that... spit on your shirt. <laughs> he just spit, like, all over himself. Yeah, he did. Because he just wiped his fucking neck off. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. I saw his name. And now I know what's Did happening. you not know? I forgot. Like, literally, all I remember about this episode is all the different things that he tries and all the different ways that Dean dies. I forgot that he was a part that uh, the trickster was a part of this. <laughs> oh, my God. Freaking Sarah Gamble. Oh, my God. I just saw her name, and it was automatic. I love how, how into the credits you're getting. I just was looking. I love you, Sarah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that dog kills him later on in the episode. I'm sure. Dean dies in a lot of really weird ways. I don't know why I've seen, like, just the gif of him, like, but today is Tuesday, too. That, like, insane. Yes. Hey, hey, remember how Sam has psychic visions? Remember? Absolutely not. God bless these extras for having to do this a million times. I mean... I feel like a lot of acting is doing shit over and over again. That's very true. Did I kill someone? Yeah, he was like, that old man was very uh, put out that he hit somebody. Why would you say that to your brother? He wouldn't. Dean makes some great faces in this episode. He does. <laughs> I love that his... Uh, reaction to almost hitting someone was get out of the way. Yeah. That's great. I almost saw somebody run a pedestrian over. <laughs> and it almost... It, so casually. 
well, I like I was stopped at a light, and the we were our thing was we were stopped, so the pedestrian was going in front of the stopped people, like you do, because mm-hmm. that's how crosswalks work. And she's like halfway across the 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 not occupied area of the road. Mm-hmm. And this guy turning left coming from the other the other way, I swear to God, he had to see her. It was broad daylight and she was right fucking there. I mean, and I swear he came right up to her and she's like <laughs> I... He didn't it wasn't fast. He wasn't going fast because he was like stopped to or like slowed down to turn, but it was like Dude, what are you doing? Yeah, like he went. It was like you're clearly in my way. Yeah. Oh my god. Also, like it's clearly dark out. How long have they been trying to move this desk? I don't know. Cause they were trying to get it through the door in the morning. I'm assuming because they went and because Dean and Sam went and got breakfast. Yeah. I keep There's waiting for the commercial break. <laughs> She smiled at him really nice. She looks like a very nice woman. (laughs) One of the dumbest ways to die. (laughs) Did we both die in that one? Everybody's fine. What do you say? I knew what was coming, but I saw your face. I forgot about that one. Oh, it's brutal. Somebody pet that dog. I feel like it's uh, rainier on this day than it has been on any other Tuesday. It sure does look like it. Uh, His hair is getting wet and curly. He is looking a little uh, damp. I mean, I know the dog's gonna kill him, but it's such a cute-looking dog. How you doing over there? Uh, sorry, I'm thinking inside my head and reacting out loud. The shot of the guy walking away, that was clearly the trickster. I actually just wrote that down. Guy's walking awfully slow. Yeah. My stomach is hurting watching him raise up from the bed like that. Like, your abs have to hurt after a while. I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> Listen, it's just what my brain's doing tonight. I don't know why, but I've always found that so funny. <laughs> Eat your breakfast. <laughs> I love Spate so much. <laughs> he's so good. Yes. <laughs> I really hate this song. There's still, like, ten minutes left. <laughs> I keep forgetting that you don't know this episode. I No, literally, this is the end of my memory. Why is everybody in such a hurry to shoot Dean in this town? Oh my god. I don't know, like really how that's... Burning out of there. I don't like how that was staged. Nobody falls like that. Wow, he cannot cry in command. Yeah, that's real bad. Also, his breath was fogging up the lens of the camera. It's really <laughs> cold. <laughs> I really don't remember this. I know you said that. And I was like, yeah, because there's... Oh, right. You don't know. <laughs> Way to use footage from past episodes. Yep. Look at He's got John's douchey trunk organizer. 
<laughs> I called it a trunk organizer. It's got guns in it. <laughs> what is with the blood like pouring out of them? I mean, I don't know how uh, gunshot wounds work. I don't either. Because I'm not a nurse or a doctor. He eats like a serial killer. <laughs> I've always noticed how Jared holds like silverware when Sam has to eat, and he he always holds it insane. <laughs> he holds the handle of the fork palm up, times up, scoops like stabs the food and shovels it into his mouth. Guys do that though. Have you seen guys who eat and they just like hold their utensils like a baby holding a crayon in its fist? Like I just don't understand. No, like, just... did you not like learn dexterity as a child? <laughs> don't be a dick. He didn't hug Bobby back. He didn't. He's being a dick. Yeah. I feel like there's more than a gallon worth of blood in a person. You can take a pint of blood from a person and they're fine. I don't know what the ratio of pints to gallons are, though. I think it's... I think it's... Uh, no, it's four quarts to a gallon. It's four cups to a quart. I know that. Yeah, neither of those are pints. I know. <laughs> I'm just sharing some I don't have my phone you, to look it up. Again, with the reaching for 11 mm-hmm. instead of building to it. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's the ugly shirt that Sam has that I hate that he should burn. Oh. Well, why it's, like, it's like mustard yellow and like, like exorcist pea soup green. It's awful. It's an awful shirt. Well, now they're never going to let me see it. We're never going to come out of these tight shots, and I'm never going to be able to see it, because I wasn't paying attention to the shirt. See, he does fine with that. Like, that looks good. It was the, like, the melodramatic crying over Dean's corpse. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah. I, I am shocked at how I blocked all of this out of my memory. This is the part of the episode that nobody talks about. That is some paint-looking blood. Yeah. That looks like a shirt that Sam has worn. I was going to float this idea to you. How do you feel about Sabriel? I'm not against it. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. I don't understand how he can do this subtle crying so well. I don't know. I don't know. When he sits up, are you just thinking about crunches? Is that what you're... I am. Okay. okay. I honestly am. Oh, I forgot to point out the ugly shirt again to you. They showed it. Oh, man. He'll wear it again. I think it features prominently in season four. Awesome. I just notice it because of how much I hate it. I really blocked those last ten minutes out of my memory. I know. Everybody's like, oh, this is the funny episode. And then it gets... Pretty real at the it end. Super dark. Look at, looking at what we have left, I feel like the Christmas episode is going to be our number one of the season. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. We rated it super high. <laughs> I know. I um. Yeah. All right. All right. I wrote a mid-tro. What the fuck did I? Oh my god. When did you write this? I wrote it at work.
I was like, I could just show up and wing it, but no, I'll write something and it'll be better. And I was wrong because Jesus Christ. As Smokey the Bear would say, I'm going to maul you to death because I'm a fucking bear. Welcome back. <laughs> I think I, I think the, um, I think the Smokey the Bear thing, like, only you can prevent forest fires, for some reason triggered in my brain, and I couldn't get it out, and I didn't want to say that, so I made this. Because <laughs> I'm kind of an insane person. I, I'm i aware, but I've also known you for a long time. All right, I didn't want to open my Excel spreadsheet, so um, I don't know where this place is. It's probably number two. Oh, I should probably say that after we read it. Oh, no, I do summary first. Yeah. I wrote it down and I did it in the wrong order. <laughs> Listen, it's been three weeks, two weeks since we last recorded an episode. Yeah. A head empty when it comes to this podcast. <laughs> All right. All right. So my nonsense summary for mystery spot. Jensen gurgling. Okay. So. <laughs> right off the bat, let's talk about it. Why was he gurgling so long? I don't use mouthwash, but I'm pretty sure that that was excessive. I think you just swish it around in your mouth. You don't gurgle it in your throat. Well, it wasn't mouthwash. It was water. Double Y, then. For the comedy of it all. But also, he smiles weirdly. At his brother again. This is kind of a Winsesty episode. Um, we can I... talk about that later. We'll we'll talk about it later. But um, he smiles weirdly at him. But I I just I don't know in what context he would be proud of his gurgling abilities. I took it as I know I'm annoying you with this, and I'm gonna keep doing it. Okay, that's where I fall off. Yeah, understanding that was things, a definite I... sibling move. <laughs> That's where I fall off of understanding things because I don't have a sibling. <laughs> okay. All right. That makes sense. Thank you. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I said bad death scene. That was the first. Dean's first death was not great acting on either for either party, but no. luckily they did better later. <laughs> uh, Tuesday every day. Remember how Sam's psychic? Remember. Remember? Remember how that was a thing? (laughs) Uh, Dean dies a Bugs Bunny death. He sure does. That's when he's smashed by that huge desk. I actually, in my memory, had it as a piano. Because why wouldn't you? Because it's a fucking Bugs Bunny death. Exactly. Also, that's clearly an apartment because it's a thing above a store. Who's moving a desk like that into an apartment? Also, if they couldn't get through the door, they weren't going to get it through a tiny window. Because I don't think those windows were that big. I didn't even think about that. You're totally right. At that point, you just take a chainsaw to that desk. It it wasn't carved out of a single tree. No, but you can take it apart. Depending on how it's made, it's actually harder to take it apart. All right. Bugs Bunny death. All right. A thousand and one dumb ways to die. 
in this time loop, Sam killed Dean at least once. With the tacos? Sam killed Dean. Did oh, with the axe. Right? Okay. You forgot about the axe, didn't you? For a minute, yeah, I did. At least once. I'm going to guess more than once. It was 100 plus Tuesdays. He had to have been responsible more than once. Maybe a dean just annoyed him a lot one day and he's just like, fuck this guy. Like, I know you're going to be alive tomorrow. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, the judge is a furry, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is, I wrote this um, before you mentioned it. Uh, obvious extra exit. They literally focused on him. It was, yeah. Focused on him. It was very obvious. Especially when you know what's coming. You're just like, oh, they just put it all out there then. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha, not dead, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. At this point in my notes, all I wrote was Huey Lewis in the news sucks. And I stand by that. Was that like your last note? No. (laughs) I just think it's funny that I wrote it, even though I already said it in the podcast. (laughs) All right. um, I forgot I wrote this. Uh, Dean's the only thing keeping Sam from being a huge dick. Slash serial killer. (laughs) Slash serial killer. Um, Yes. I mean, I can't. I can't with the way he held his utensils. That, it just like upset me irrationally. <laughs> what? Keep it in your mind. Watch every time that Jared has to eat, he eats like an insane person. Oh my god! He just does it. He always holds his fork or spoon weird. No one taught him how to eat, so he's just like, I'm a caveman trying to eat. So like. I've seen guys, I've seen guys in real life, and they do, I think that's just how Jared eats. Weirdo. That man's recovering from a near-fatal car accident, and I'm over here like, you suck. (laughs) Oh my god, I love you, Sarah. Alright, um, this is my last note. The role Spate was born to play. It's true. Love me, love me some Richard Spate. Alright, now ratings. All right. Uh, like I said, I didn't want to uh, open my Excel spreadsheet, so I just wrote it down on this piece of paper. Um, we're guessing that this is like, I don't know, number two or three on the list. I can't remember what's at the top of season three right now, other than the Christmas episode. Um, so here's our ratings for uh, Mystery Spot. All right. I My overall is nine. Sarah's overall is eight. Uh, Monster of the Week was nine. Uh, supporting cast was eight. Cinematography was eight. Writing was eight. Lots of eights. Um, the feels or the laughs uh, was a nine. And the cast was a nine. They're kept from a ten because of Jared's weird... I'm going to have to talk about Jared crying. Um, and I decided um, after... I, and I decided after I added all those together that the score was too low for this episode. So I gave it my extra five points. I... Can I change my overall to a nine? No. It's one point. (laughs) God. (laughs) Let me live. I don't know why. I was so aggressive. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I wrote this in pen, Sarah. It's permanent. It's forever. <laughs> Shut up. All right. So that all. Now that Sarah's overall is a nine. How much is it? How many points is it? I can't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All right. Um, it's getting too late. All right. Uh, this gives. Uh, what are we watching? Mystery Spot. Jesus Christ! Oh my God! <laughs> that gives Mystery Spot a seventy-four out of a possible eighty points. This is the first time I've ever given uh, episode five points because I felt bad for it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, Sarah, (laughs) quickly, what did you think? I thought it was really good. Like I said, I, like, I remember the first 30 minutes of this episode, roughly. I remember the mystery spot of it all. I clearly forgot the last 10 minutes of this episode but they were a good 10 minutes but I think part of it is because this episode gets gift a lot on tumblr but it's all the deaths and it's all the it's Tuesday it's Wednesday especially when Supernatural was airing on Tuesdays right oh my god we there would be like this exploded yeah Yeah. oh do you remember that the insane thread yeah but over, I mean, overall, it's a good episode. It balances the humor. Like, it's dark humor because the humor is all the different ways Dean can die. A thousand uh, and one dumb ways to die. Exactly. But what I also really liked, and this is where, like, Jared, he really showed up for work on this uh, on this episode. Because, like, you don't have to see every single death or even see, like, you see, I don't know how many, it's like five or six actual deaths. But when he says, I've seen you die, it's been 100 Tuesdays, you believe it. Like, you believe it. And then when six months have passed and he's on his weird serial killer uh, spree trying to catch the trickster, you can tell he has changed in those six months. And all you're actually seeing before he, it's like a scene of acting, is a montage of him driving and an over voiceover of Bobby calling. But you can, like... And some old footage of some old episodes, yeah. for some reason. <laughs> for, for some reason. Um, so you, you, he's done, he did a really good job of showing the effect of this situation on him. So it just, it's really good. I didn't have too many notes. Um, I really liked the, ve- like, the very beginning when you're seeing the, the normal part of their lives. And I put that in air quotes, like... Sam getting kind of annoyed that the toothpaste is gross and annoyed by, like, the brotherly day-to-day lit life, which they do really well in later episodes, too. Like, they're really good at showing, like, they're actually human beings who live a life day-to-day. So I really liked that. I forgot that that's how it started out, that it just, like, that it actually did start out with him, you know, waking up and Mm -hmm. it was Tuesday, like, the first Tuesday. Yeah. I kind of forgot that that was, like, we were just, like, right in it, right off the bat. So, that was kind of cool. But I, I don't I, I remember this episode really well because I just do. <laughs> well, like I said, the minute I saw uh, Richard Spade's name on the credits, I was like, oh, okay. Because I couldn't remember what, like, why this was happening. 
It was so funny. <laughs> and then you're Sarah Gamble. It was it was not it was not a conscious reaction. <laughs> it just happened. Never before have the credits of Supernatural been so exciting for Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh I just remembered. I told you to write something down. I can't remember what it was. Oh, Did it you? was yeah, it was uh Wincest okay. related. Oh god. <laughs> We can tell, I don't know if you want to talk about that now because I have another note about Gabriel or the trickster. So I don't All know right, what you want to talk about first. Yeah, Isn't let's talk about uh, the trickster first. He's not Gabriel yet. Spoilers, Sarah. God, I'm so sorry. My note was the whole conversation to Sam about like, I'm teaching you a lesson. You got to learn to live without him. When you're seeing it, knowing that he is Gabriel... Like, it takes on a whole different layer because you're like, is he preparing him for the whole vessel situation? Is he, uh, like, or is he just an angel kind of butting in where he's not supposed to butt in? Or does Gabriel like Sam? Like, we have many questions. (laughs) Sabriel. It's a thing. Hashtag Sabriel forever. Um... Because all the brothers get their own angel. It's Sam true. has Gabriel, Dean has Cass, and Adam gets Michael. Adam gets himself. And their cute little date that they have. I God bless. God bless Jake Abel. He's such a good actor. I know. I'm so mad that he doesn't get more work. Anyway, he's not a thing yet. All right. Um, I know, that's the problem with trickster episodes. They just make you want to talk about the future. I know. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, I really like the, I like the gen- general sentiment of what Gabriel is trying to teach Sam. Mm-hmm. Because, like, realistically, like, yeah, Dean's dying. Yeah. That we've been new. Like, he's going to hell. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, him saying that and just pointing it out is like when your friend points out the holes in your relationship and you are like, no, but they're right. Right, and yet <laughs> he's making Sam like have to start facing like, what are you going to do after? Because the serial killer thing isn't working. Because the past six months is not going to fly. <laughs> I also love how he said this stopped being fun months ago. <laughs> it's like, like a dick. <laughs> what a joke. I love him so much. <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah, it's the character Spate was born to play because somehow he is really good at like he could play the Joker because he's really good. He had a weird little laugh in here and that kind of put the seed into my head <laughs> because I always have Batman on the brain. Um <laughs> always. But he's really good about, like, because the trickster, especially initially, is a comedic character. Like, yeah, he's killing people and he's the monster that we have to hunt, but he's funny. Like, yeah, he's trying to have a good time. He's, you know, cracking jokes, even when he shouldn't be. And I think Spate has a really good... I don't know that he can toe that line really well between telling these jokes and having this really intense dramatic monologue that he has to give to Sam 
and they both feel sincere. You both feel like, yes, he's telling the truth this stop being fun months ago, but also like, yes, he's actually is kind of invested in this. Yeah. Well, and you think of if you think about it, as the trickster, he lived through those hun- initial hundred days for some sort of like amusement but also to teach him a lesson but if you look at it from the angel side of things the gabriel side of things he's trying like he has all the time in the world he's lives forever and he's he really he's sitting through all this to teach sam the lesson so he like you said he's towing that line of like i'm getting some weird amusement out of it and it like you said it's very jokerish i'm getting weird amusement out of it but i'm also trying to teach you something yeah and i think i don't know i think him trying to like teach Sam is also like I think he understands that like oh this is Michael and Lucifer's vessel like he knows mm-hmm. and he wants to fuck with them because he's an asshole yeah. um so I think that is kind of like what he is want to do he just wants to fuck with them but at the same but again at the same time he is still kind of invested because like yeah the apocalypse is coming these two idiots are the sign of that and I know that and like fuck them but also sad for them like you know yeah because I truly do think that Gabriel's just out there living life doing his own thing I know I don't think I have anything to add it's just great he just did great just did great I li- and I like the idea of like the syrup being the thing because I know he's not the trickster but Gabriel does is associated with candy a lot even though he's not the trickster. And I feel like he just does that to fuck with people. But still, I like that the thing that got him caught was, like, this syrup. The sugar. Well, I think it was the fact that the syrup, syrup changed. Well, yeah, but, like, it was still, like, the thing that changed was something sugary and sweet. Well, and I wonder, because we skipped the intro. So I wonder if... The recap, I mean. So I wonder if there was a recap to the trickster. Because without seeing the recap, like... If I hadn't seen his name in the credits, I wouldn't have caught on until that moment. So I wouldn't. When you see, when you see the obvious extra exit, and you're like, "Who the fuck is that guy?" Yeah, exactly. So I wonder <laughs> if there was, if it would have been a little less of a, "Oh my gosh," if you'd seen. I'm just curious if you'd seen that. I remember that. I I think it was like a big shock when you watched it the first time. Mm-hmm. That it was like. Because I wouldn't, I don't see the credits, honestly. <laughs> I usually, know. sometimes, every, every once in a while, I see the credits. But for the most part, like, my brain blocks out the credits if I'm invested in what's happening on the screen, which I was with this episode. Um, but also, I didn't know what Richard Spate's name was um, at this point in my life when right. they were originally airing. So I wouldn't have seen that and known who it was but so yeah I think it was like the shock like oh it's the trickster and of course the audience knows that he's not dead Mm -hmm. um, because they showed that at the end of Tall Tales so it's kind of like oh right he's not dead and then you kind of get like oh he's back that's kind of neat you know yeah what's he gonna do fuck with Sam that's the answer to that (laughs) question (laughs) and maybe fall in love maybe is this the time to talk about Wincest now? Let's <laughs> talk about it because no, I... you have to read what you have to read exactly what you said because you said oh. something that was funny. When Sam and Dean hugged, like Sam hugs Dean after 
the six months and everything they're super close and i was like are you are you guys gonna kiss like the way they framed it they were physically close and the camera was close and i'm like this is setting up for a kiss i know it doesn't happen but what's happening right now this is a very Wincesty episode. We mentioned while we were rating um, that one line that Dean has, where he says, I get all tingly when you take control like that. Like, who says that to their brother? Absolutely no one, because why would you say that to your brother? Like, I don't ship it, because that personally is not for me, and it weirds me out a little bit. No shame to those who do. But I was feeling the Wincest in this chilies tonight. Like... solid (laughs) like it was strong and i was like oh is this where it started i don't think this is where this is no actually i know for a fact this is definitely not where it started but i do think that this is one of the episodes that definitely strengthened it yeah that you can like point to and be like ah yes this is where i'm gonna write my fanfic from is this episode (laughs) (laughs) i just and i don't know who was there? Jeremy Carver? I don't know what he was thinking. Although no. some of it, like you said, the hugging stuff at the end, that was blocking. That wasn't writing. It was more the way it was blocked and um, shot. Because like I said, the camera itself was very tight on their faces. And you could tell they were all, like, they did pull away very far from each other. I didn't think that. But when you said that, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh. That's amazing. And then Sabriel, even mm-hmm. though it's a mostly antagonistic uh, relationship in this particular episode. True. But I, I can, don't know. like, my shipper goggles on, I can see it. Okay. Because I actually, like, I like reading about it sometimes. Like, I, I, I dabble. I dabble in a lot of things. <laughs> it's usually the secondary ship when you're reading a Castiel ship. Yes. Like, and I'm down for it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm here for that. But in the context of the show, it's not like Dusty L for me. Like, I can't really see it in the actual show. <laughs> well, I could see the reason. Like, in this episode, I'm like, I could see it because you could try to explain. Like, he really cares for Sam, so he's trying to help him. And, like, I can see connecting the dots. But it's not, it's more subtext than even Castiel is. Like, it's subtext. <laughs> I mean, Castiel and Dean are practically text. I mean, they are text. They are text. At least one-sidedly. Um, Depending on I, what I, language. Now that, I, now that I said that, though, there is one scene way down the line where I... Because, like, when this was airing, like, these first five seasons, I I didn't see it. But, again, if it's a secondary relationship and a different story I'm reading, great, I'm here for it. Let's do Mm -hmm. this. Um, But but having read those and then seeing this one scene that happens down the line, I'm like, oh, this is is one of those scenes. And we haven't said it. I keep saying Sabriel. It's the shipping pair of Sam and... The trickster, whose name is actual, actually Gabriel, he's the angel Gabriel. So, mm-hmm. Gabriel. Which, do we know if they were planning on angels at this point? Like, That's a I, great question, Sarah. Like, 
Like, was it always going to be Trickster slash Gabriel, or did the slash Gabriel come later? At this point, Kripke, as a writer, is on strike. So they're not thinking a goddamn thing. (laughs) That's very true. We are. I think, yeah, we're, no. The next episode's the last episode before the strike. I'm pretty sure. Oh, the last one that they had finished before the mm-hmm. strike started? I think you're right. Um, yeah, I've, I looked it up the last time we were... I recording. need to make a note about that. Or should I say it now? Hmm. They did air in this order with the mystery spot, and then the next episode is Justin Bellow. And you are correct. That is the last episode that was written before the writer stri- strike happened, and they just filmed them while the strike was going on. Um, they just couldn't have any of the writers working on set. Mm-hmm. Um It became the running joke that Supernatural would never die. But in these early years, it was always really iffy on whether or not they would get picked up for a new season. Every single year. I think season six was the first year where I was positive that they were going to get picked up for season seven. Up until that point, every finale of Supernatural, I was never quite sure whether or not I would get another season. I do kind of um, remember that. So, the writer strike happened. A lot of shows got 86 Pushing because Daisy. of it. Pushing Daisies is just a, it's a war crime, really. Um, uh, so, because Supernatural was the redheaded stepchild of the C- CW, <laughs> and because it was always in danger of being canceled anyway, it was kind of like, are we going to get picked up for a season four? Are we even going to? And that was the other thing. They didn't even know if they were going to get picked up for the rest of the season as shortened as it is. Mm-hmm. They, they were thinking that maybe the writer's strike would end and that would be it. There would be no su- more Supernatural. So with keeping that in mind, I think what they were thinking was to have this episode be the final episode. Of the season? Of the series, if they had gotten canceled because due to the writer's strike at this point with what they had written before the strike happened, which was a very, it was a very real fear that they yeah. had. I shouldn't say fear, concern. I don't know if anyone was really afraid of it. I'm just looking, I was looking at what other shows maybe got canceled, but I noticed, and I guess we'll see this when we get to this point. So this one we just watched aired on the 14th. The next one must air on the 21st. And according to this Wikipedia article, the next episode after that doesn't air until April. So. Yep, we had some time. But yeah, I think. That was the case with a lot of the shows on at the time. Like some of them went from like November, the break, their pause was from like November to April or November to March. I guess Supernatural was. I guess Supernatural is lucky the writers were, like, on the ball with getting shit written. Yeah, so, I mean, it was a very weird time to be a fan of television. It was. There was a lot of reruns happening in that pause, because no new television could be created. Yeah. And I just think that people don't really get it who didn't have to experience it. And so, yeah, a lot of your TV shows were, like, you didn't know if the the entertainment that you liked was coming back, which... I know it's I'm making it sound very serious, but it was just it was just a weird time. And of course, now we have YouTube. I watch so many YouTube things and they're not a part of any guild, so yeah. 
if that happened now, we would still have content. Yeah, the landscape is very different now. <laughs> yeah. Um, All we had back then was Netflix, and you had to, that was the DVD delivery, mail delivery version of Netflix. Jesus Christ. Um, if they had done that, I think it's because the next episode ends on a definite cliffhanger that kind of sets up the last couple episodes of the season. Whereas this episode has a very definitive end, and I think that was their thinking. So, mm-hmm. in knowing that, that this could have been the last episode of Supernatural, how do you feel about that? I don't know why I'm an interviewer all of a sudden. <laughs> how do I feel about... If this had been it. This had been this the last episode. Yeah. It definitely, you know what, it, it would have made me feel the way I feel about Firefly. In terms of, there were so many unanswered questions. Like, if this had been the last episode of the series, we really wouldn't... I don't feel like Sam's, like, arc was completely buttoned up. Yeah. We never would have seen, like, the threat of Dean going to hell would always be there because we didn't see it happen or not happen. So, like, it would have been, like, how Firefly ended. We had a lot of questions at the end. So it would have been an unsatisfactory end if it had ended with this episode. I of course you don't remember that episode and I'm trying to think of if it would have been better to end it on Justin Bello. Well, ask And I could end- be remembering this wrong is the other thing. I do remember though whether or not they always plan to air them in this order or not um mm-hmm. that that yes, it was a very real uh, thing that these this episode and the next one could have been it for Supernatural. I wouldn't have been happy about it. It doesn't, like I said, it doesn't feel satisfactory. It really uh, doesn't. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Oh, I was gonna go into a thing where um, I think at this point when they were writing these episodes, I don't think it was their intent that Dean was going to die and go to hell. Really? So to your so to your point of did were they thinking of angels already? Maybe not. Yeah. I honestly don't know. Like I said, I used to think that Kripke had a very clear plan and the more I learn, the more I think no, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, cuz I asked that thinking probably not, but I don't know enough about the behind the scenes of it all and I know you know more. So I was like, I can't imagine that they were thinking about angels at this point and what eventually becomes like the apocalypse and everything. That sounds wrong, but I don't know about, enough about horses to, to dispute it. <laughs> That's an always sunny thing. Uh, I love always sunny. Anyway, I'm not going to make you watch that. Uh... <laughs> it's late. We're getting punchy. All right. Um... But yeah, so I don't think it was their intent. And then when they came back and they were picked up, not only for the rest of the shortened season, but also picked up for a season four, I think then they were like, oh shit, we have a lot of shit to tie up. We don't have enough time to figure out how to save Dean. And I think that was the thing coming back. I think the writer's strike killed Dean. (laughs) Well, and that's another good point. This is four episodes shorter than, no. It's six episodes six shorter. Six episodes shorter, yeah. Than a normal, a, a normal series season. So I, normal season. 
so I think what happened was that they thought they were going to have more time to be like, oh, we're going to do this and it will save Dean. But they didn't have all that time anymore. And I think I think this episode was to be like, oh, what would what would it be like if Dean had died? Because if you if you re- like I, I obviously like this episode, but if you think about it in the context of this season where, yeah, Dean dies at the end and yeah, next season we see how Sam lost it, then this seems kind of superfluous to have killed Dean so much and had that weird serial killer arc for Sam in the last 10 minutes. Am well, I wrong? No, it does feel like they're predicting what happens in season four. They're showing you what's going to happen in season four, basically, of how yeah. Sam changes. But if you also think about it, at the time, they were assuming a full 22 episodes. This was the halfway mark. That's true. So the first part of this, what would have been a full season, was basically coming to terms with the fact that Dean is going to die. And then the second half, you're either accepting it or you're fighting it. You know what I mean? Like, we've had all these conversations about Dean accepting, and let me rephrase that, Dean accepting that he's going to die. So maybe the second half was Sam accepting it. Ooh, I like that read. That was nice. Because just because of that conversation with Sam and the trickster of, like, he's going to die and you have to figure out how you're going to live with it. So maybe their original plan of the second half of the, what was the full season was going to be Sam coming to terms with it. I think you're right. And but just, the writer strike derailed all of that. Yeah, and they just didn't get to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Enough talking about future things. Women. There was just the there was the waitress. I think she was the only woman. The waitress was the only woman who really had lines and was named. The daughter of the missing guy. She didn't have lines. She said, excuse me, eight million times. And that was it. But she was the only other, like, prominent female characters, more or less. I mean, the waitress was fun. She was really, like, she was nice. Yeah. Like, she wasn't, like, usually diner waitresses like that in shows are, like, like, kind of hardened and, like, sick of life. And, like, what do you want? You know? Especially when they're her age. Mm Because she looks like she's, like, I don't know. In her 40s, maybe? I was going to say 50s, but yeah. When 40s Because we're close, close to our 40s. I want the older age to be further away. People looked older in the past, though. That's proven. It is proven. Um. So yeah, she was fun. I liked her. I, li- I do like that they made the waitress, like, and realistically, at least to the places I frequent um it's either some co- some high school kid with zits or it's an older lady like herself yeah well and like she was nice to the guy who would oh, like she was very kind of like you gotta eat something yeah. you gotta buy something and he just slid over a little the guy who could, couldn't afford much and mm-hmm. at one point shoots Dean slice she's very like also Sam says something about her archery needing a tune-up so she also killed dean at yeah one point. I was gonna say, you very clearly get the idea that she at one point shot dean for some reason with an arrow and i'm like <laughs> all right um and i like i don't know why but i really like that little interaction where um 
when Dean said, oh, he said, sweetheart, and he uh, changed his order or something, and then she came back with his food too quick for having him changed his order, but she came back with his food and gave him, like, just this sweet little smile. I don't know why I really like that little interaction between it was she. He was, like, very kind to her, and she's like, here's your yeah. food. Is it what you wanted? Without saying anything. Yeah. She's like... <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know why. I thought that was cute. Anyway. Yeah, that was um, women. Music... I don't really want to talk about the music because I don't like Heat of the Moment and I don't like Huey Lewis. I don't know that anyone liked Heat of the Moment after this episode. It's Asia in the Heat of the Moment. That's obviously the, that is the song of Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) It is an infamous song within the supernatural lore and fandom. So uh, yeah, it's the one that plays every time he wakes up on Tuesday and then Huey Lewis and the news back in time was that on back to the future I don't think it was oddly enough I don't know there is there is Huey Lewis was in the first back to the future a um and b they did have a Huey Lewis and the news song but it for some reason it wasn't the one that was called back in time I don't know what their thought process was there but whatever um I don't I don't know I I don't really care for his music, Mr. Lewis. Mr. Lewis. I'm sure. I'm sure he's a fine fellow, but eh, I don't need it. I also think he was in Die Hard for some reason. Not. I think for some reason. I know he was in Die Hard, but for I don't know why he was in Die Hard. <laughs> um. But yeah. So uh, back in time plays. It only plays twice because it's just the two Wednesdays. Yeah. And that was more than enough. And I got to talk about Die Hard for a second. Yay! All right. <laughs> it's a good movie. Merry Christmas to everyone. Die Hard. It's a great Christmas. Have you ever seen Die Hard? Nope. Of course you haven't. I don't know why you asked me that. Like, my answer wasn't going to be no. Come over to our house and we'll show you all the Die Hards. Because, of course... I don't don't know that I want to. Because, of course, my mom owns some. Not me. My 65-year-old mother. Good for her. And she bought them recently. Oh. (laughs) I love my mom. People don't expect her to like shit like that, but she does. We were opening weekend of the third John Wick movie. We were right there in the theater. I'm so happy for you. It was great. It was fun. Keanu Reeves, kicking ass. Mini Matrix reunion. Yeah. Cut off his finger. Holy shit. it's, It's an intense movie, Sarah. Straight in R. <laughs> it ain't Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh, do you have anything else? Because I'm tired. I'm, I'm done. I'm All good. right. Cool. That's it for this episode of Supernatural. You're so stupid. I still want to say checking the rear view when I'm doing my intros and outros. Whenever you say the new name, I'm like, that's not right. Yes, it is. It is. I also, you want to know how I um, shortened it in my script? S-P-N-U-R. So S-T-P-D. Tracks, that tracks. I mean, I know what that does. Text speak. I love it. Anyway. Shorthand. All right. So uh, you can uh, drop us a line at che- that is still checking the review at gmail.com, our email address, because I didn't want to change it. Um, or you can go to our Tumblr. I am, po- I am posting, not as much as I was, but I am posting new stuff 
so that's uh, SPN. You're so stupid. The correct your because I did that. I should have done you are grammar. I guess I could still change it. Okay. For the for the time being, it's it's all spelled out except for supernatural. <laughs> all right. Uh, and I'll, I always put it in the description. I don't know why I try to spell it out for people. I don't know. All right. I'm done. And remember, if you find yourself in an inescapable time loop, spend at least one day hunting billionaires for sport as a treat. I like it. Say goodbye, Sarah. Goodbye, Sarah. <laughs>